Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Investing Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most of the podcast mogul himself, Phil Better. And with me today, I am blessed and honored to have Zen Lori, who is the founder and CEO of Zen Rabbit, an amazing person. And if you're watching this, you can see that she, her tagline is fine, is a four-letter word. Lori, thank you so much for being a guest. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Phil. All right. Lori, we have a friend in common. That's how we got in contact. It's Donnie Bogan. He's going to probably be the, the person of this season because so many people from the Success Champion uh, Network jumped on the chance to be a guest on the podcast. So got to send off my hats to Donnie for that. Maybe I'm going to get him to sponsor this season. But anyways, that's not Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> um, Lori, how... Give us a quick bio. I have your bio here, but uh, my audience is probably not reading that. They want to hear it. So what's the quick uh, 411 on the Zen Lori? Yeah, I have a background in marketing and some broadcasting. And I uh, originally started my entrepreneurial journey with a company called, it was called Zen Rabbit. But at that time, it was Zen Rabbit Baking Company. And I was making a product called the Gratitude Cookie and packaging it as a way for business people to say thank you to clients and referral sources. And I ran that business for 11 years. Couldn't quite scale it the way I wanted to, so I shut it down, did some marketing consulting, and then came back into being an entrepreneur uh, with a, a couple other businesses and here, at, which has evolved to what I'm doing now. So, yeah. Ooh. Exciting. I like that. Uh, uh, change of pace and then uh, going back to the uh, original source of the name. I like that. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of baking. I, I'm personally, I'm, I love eating. Um, big guy. Uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. I love eating too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so you started baking. Did you go to school for baking or was it just driven from a passion of just cooking? It was based, the gratitude cookies based on a family recipe. And we used to make these cookies for the holidays. And when I started making them as when I was an adult, people would say, oh my gosh, these are so good. You should sell these. It's like every food entrepreneur's story. <laughs> and yeah. I was always working in a full-time job and I didn't have a time to start a side gig or anything. And then one day when I wasn't working, I came back to that idea and thought, okay, what can I do with this? And it was never my intention to just bake a cookie and be like the next Mrs. Fields. My marketing mind and background came into play and I thought, okay, I can make this a tool for businesses to help them show appreciation for their clients and their, their referral sources. And that's, so that's how I packaged it. And that it became the gratitude cookie and uh, that it took off from there. So I love it all already promoting gratitude is the key to success and refer, refer I can never say that word. I'm never going to try again. Reciprocity. There we go. For some reason, everybody else can say it, but I can. It's um, okay. So now you're, you're, you're baking, you're, you're doing this full time and then you can't scale it. So you decide to just close it down, go back to being a consultant. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was, I went through a long period of time where I thought, I kept saying, well, okay, if I just do this, if I just exhibit at this trade show, if I just send out this direct mail campaign, campaign, if I just learn how to write copy better. And one day my friend Christine said to me, this is like watching you in an abusive relationship. And it took, I don't know, a good six months for that to sink in before I decided 
she's probably right. And I should just shut it down and go do something else because it wasn't um, like, yeah, just take my skills and go do something else, which is what I ended up doing. But I mean, I took all of that, that knowledge and experience that I had accumulated over that time and connections because the networking I have done then and since then is insane. Like that's just one of my things that I do. So all of those connections and all of that goodwill that I had built up, I could take with me into whatever I was doing next. I love love that idea of leveraging your previous skills and connections to help you grow on to the next part of your life. I think that's something that entrepreneurs uh, entrepreneurs have. They, 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 they can't stay rooted in one place. They, they love that challenge or looking for something else. And when they start hitting the wall, they're like, okay, let's pivot. Maybe we'll come back later. And obviously you didn't go back to baking, but you went back to the original idea of, you know, keeping, helping people uh, show appreciation and grow. Um, I want to go back to the very beginning. What made you want to be an entrepreneur or continue in the entrepreneurial world? originally the impetus for becoming an entrepreneur was I couldn't find a job. (laughs) So you just like dropped a $10 word. Like it was nothing. The impotence of why I started, like I'm here using $1 words. You're out here throwing $10 words. So now I'm going to be stealing that by the way. So what was the impotence of becoming an entrepreneur? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was living in South Florida and I couldn't, I couldn't find a job and I was looking for a job in marketing and Uh, one of my good friends at the time said, all right, here's what you need to do. She was really successful in in real estate. She said, you need to come up with three business ideas and spend, I think she said 60 days on each one, 30, maybe it was 30 days investigating whether this is what you could do. And after you go through three ideas, if none of them are the right thing, then you have 60 days to get a job. Like you need to do something. Yeah. And so the cookie idea was the first one, and I just went with it. <laughs> and right, it seemed to be the, the right one at the time. Yeah. It must have worked because you did it for so long. Yes, you may have not been able to scale, but that's maybe just because of your expertise. Right. Yeah. I mean, looking back, there are things I would have done differently from the beginning. But, I mean, I learned so much, and it was such a great experience. And those cookies live on in people's minds. Like even to this day, people are like, so how can I get some? (laughs) Maybe it's time to open a little bakery and do it on the side. I sold all the equipment. It's all gone. gone. Um, I still, I will admit, I still make them at the holidays and for very special occasions, but in small batches. Yeah, of course. Just (laughs) trying to do it for... Hubby, uh, we need a new oven. We need a double the ovens, please. We need a commercial oven. No. <laughs> yeah, in the basement. <laughs> you, know, you just start it up because you're like, well, why not? I'm bored. Um, so, what is it that you do now? Like, what is Zen Rabbit? What is the brand and the goals of your uh, business now? Yeah. So it's it's completely different. What I'm doing now is working with women, uh, Gen X women, and Gen X doesn't know what generation they are. So these are women in their 40s and 50s. <laughs> Anybody over 40 pretty much you're taking in. You're like, ah, I got the 40 plus. Yeah, no, no, 40s and 50s, because then you get into the boomers. 
that's oh, not yeah. that's not my generation. I'm Gen <laughs> X. So yeah, so working with women who are in their 40s and 50s who say everything is fine. It's fine, but you know it's not fine. There's a dumpster. I, I was saying there's a dumpster fire going on behind them and they're like, nothing to see here. It's all fine. And then one of my podcast guests said, no, actually the dumpster fire is happening within them. I'm like, ooh, that's good. So yes, uh, but, but you know, everything's fine. So they're going through this transitional period in their life and they're looking at things, you know, maybe a parent or both parents have passed away or at this point, sometimes our, some of our friends, closest friends have passed away or kids are moving out of home, out of the home. And they're looking at their lives going, do I want to live the next 20 years the same way I lived the last 20? And what am I going to do differently? And so helping them through this transitional period, I have a program within. Uh, so the uh, the overall program is called, um, well, I don't know. Can I? The, the only hard, I was looking over because I was reading what it was to kind of be like, okay. Uh, the only hard word is C. We don't use the C word. It's hard for Brits and Australians, but North American people seem to be okay. All other words are on the table. So I can say it? Yeah, you can say. Okay. So the program is called, it used to be called Fine to Fantastic, but that's just nice. Now it's called Fuck Being Fine. It's the Fuck Being Fine experience because it's a little stronger. And we're, we're, what we're talking about is something that's very strong because the people I work with don't want to live and then consequently die with regrets. This is about doing the things that light you up and bring you joy and and getting them to stop lying to themselves and to stop compromising who they are and start living the life that that is really calling to them. And that can be scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can be. Hey, I remember going on. Like, I'm a millennial. I'm at the beginning of the millennials, you know, uh, 85. So just like I'm that weird generation. Like, no one knows yeah. what we are. The 80 children are the lost generation, I feel like. We're kind of like the silent generation. Yeah, no, they no. call you the the um, geriatric millennials. <laughs> yeah, we're the geriatric. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I've heard like we're like we're like the the gen, like we're like this Zen millennial or like we're this weird like we're not even considered full millennials. Like like you said, we're geriatric millennials. And I'm right, like, but you're not you're not Gen X either. You're yeah. Yeah, like I'm like where do we fit? Because we got we're coming from the old world of the analog, like you <laughs> Gen Xers. But we also branch into the digital, like the younger right. generations and Gen Y and all them. And it's like, wow, what what, what do we do? So yeah. I, I understand the transformation. I'm trying to believe in it because last year, 2020, I had a burnout. Mm-hmm. Because I kept saying, everything's fine, everything's fine. But there was a dumpster fire, like you said, dumpster fire inside me. And I wouldn't believe, I wouldn't, I wouldn't admit it to myself. So I understand right what some of these Gen Xers are going through at 40. I'm like, I'm glad I'm going through it now and not when I'm 40, where it could be even harder to change. Uh, yeah, but I hate to disappoint you or-, or It's uh, gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen it, in my it, 40s. It, it I know it's coming. Through, it's not necessarily a one-time event. <laughs> I, I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm doing it now. So I have the tools. You have I the have experience, these, yeah. I have the experience. So when it comes, it's like, ah, cool. Because when you're 40 and you're going through it, it's like, this is like, 
sometimes you, you think your life is over already. Like I remember like when I turned 30, I'm like, well, this is the dirty 30, yay. But at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, I'm nearly dead. I'm gonna be retired. I have only 35 years left to be until I'm retired, like all life. And then if I hit it when I was like 40 or plus, I would have been like, like, oh God, my time's running out. Well, that's the thing. I mean, everybody says time is short and we don't, you know, life is short and it, it's a, I'll, here, I'll give you another $10 word. It's a platitude that <laughs> we throw out and people go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it. I know, I know. But until it actually starts showing up in your life in a very personal way. And for me, it was when my mom passed away seven years ago that's when you start really going, well, wait a minute. Now it's, you're actually feeling it instead of just hearing it. Yeah. I know. Uh, I, I feel the same way. Like I, with the burnout, it was like, something has to change. It was like my body finally saying like, Phil, this, yeah. like I gave you 15,000 other chances to change yeah. and you didn't listen to it. I'm pulling the emergency brake. Boom. You need to do that change. You have to admit that nothing's fine. And it was great because you look at me now, I have my own business. I'm talking with like an amazing entrepreneur. I've talked with hundreds of entrepreneurs, but like each entrepreneur brings something different. And it's like, yes. it just percolates in the back of my brain, which I love because then they just pop up when I'm talking with another entrepreneur and it's like, click these two ideas, just meld. And either it's another podcast or it's another concept that I can use to teach someone else. So it's, it's fantastic. Yes. Yes. I love that you're listening. Oh, it's too hot here in Montreal. I know you're mm. from, I know you're from South Florida. You're used to the humidity and the heat. Oh, yeah, actually, no, I'm not from South Florida. Oh. I lived there for a short time. That's where my, that business was born, but I am a Virginian. I'm, I'm in Northern Virginia outside of DC Metro. Okay. So you're kind of used to the, the weather. It's plenty is. hot and humid here. Let me just, yeah, no. Yeah, my shirt is getting deeper and deeper green. And I'm like, oh, God, I should have worn the black one. I should have worn the black one. <laughs> but the you're drinking that water. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I have a picture that's a liter and it's already nearly done. Uh, but that's not <laughs> regarding this. Um, what are some lessons or some favorite moments you've had as an entrepreneur? be it in your first business, the consulting, or even now that yeah. you would love to share with us? You know, one of the things I was going to say when we were talking about when I went to shut down that business, uh, talking about lessons, is that it was very difficult for me to, to shut it down because I, it was who I, I, it was how I defined myself. Mm-hmm. It was almost like I became that business and to shut it down, then who am I? that was an interesting lesson. And so if you can keep yourself separate from your business, it's, uh, it, uh, it may be a little bit easier to make the important decisions that you need to make to recognize that you are not your business. They're separate entities. Okay. I, I like that, that separation. Pardon me. Excuse me. It's too much water, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, I like how you said like, you identified as your business like because you did pour your heart and soul into it it was your baby it was like the first thing maybe not the first thing but the maybe the biggest thing that you released out into the world yes it was completely and i don't have children so even more so that became my entire focus my entire um all of my energy went into that 
I can only imagine how because I understand like I, I've never launched launched a full scale business like yours. I, I'm I'm fully digital uh, in my entrepreneurial world, but I remember launching my first podcast mm. and how nerve wracking it was because it is you're le- you're you're putting something creative out there into the world, hoping that people enjoy it or take like like it or anything like that. So I can only imagine how stressful it was to to not say it's dead, but like let it go. Right. Like I, I'm terrified. Right. I was I was heartbroken when I had to put it on hiatus for a, a year. So I can only imagine what it's like to shut down fully. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then right, learn to move on, separate yourself and move on from it and take, like we said earlier, take those lessons and put them into the next thing. Yeah, it's true. I did take the lessons from my 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 first podcast, put it into this, learned, and I'm still learning as I launch new podcasts and that. Um, I do want to talk about your podcast because obviously okay. as a podcaster, I'm always listening to different podcasts and excited. What is your podcast about? So fine is a four-letter word, is exactly about uh, the same, it's it's stories of self-discovery and courage from Gen X, primarily Gen X women. I just did an, an interview with somebody who's a millennial, oh. and she has a really compelling story. And uh, so stories about being stuck at a place where everything was fine, but it really wasn't fine. And having the the courage and taking the steps to move off of fine. And some of my guests are maybe all the way to what they would call fantastic. And some of them are still on that journey. But the overall reason I'm doing the podcast is twofold. One, to help people understand that there's nothing wrong with them. Because a lot of times people get to this place where they're feeling unsatisfied, but they look around and externally, they have everything. They have the corner office. They have all of the material things. They have a great family, but they're not happy. And so they start looking at themselves and going, well, what the hell's wrong with me? That I can't be happy with all of this. And what's wrong is there's nothing wrong with them. Their soul is crying out for growth and expansion and they're not getting it. And that's why they're not happy. So, and then the second reason is to help my listeners know that they're not alone. Other people have been through similar situations. Other people have been able to move from that place where everything was fine to somewhere better. And so giving them hope that they can also do it. I love it because And that's one of the reasons I start. Well, the main reason I started this podcast was to learn how to be an entrepreneur. Hmm. And then it was like, okay, I I know how to be an entrepreneur because it's fairly simple. You just just start something, just do something, and get paid to do it, and then bravo, you're an entrepreneur. You know, like right. <laughs> that's that's it's generally so, how, it's so easy. <laughs> it, it's the simplest career to go into. Do a skill, get paid, and then get paid multiple times for that same skill. And right, but that getting paid part sometimes is a yeah, little more difficult, difficult than you're making it sound. Yeah, okay. it, it, <laughs> it is very difficult. But after a while, you, you like you said, you refine your method. Yes. You learn how yes. to do copy better. You learn how to network better. You learn how to uh, define your ideal client and find those people. So, yes. And so now I use it as a resource for people who want to become an entrepreneur. 
come right. along my journey because you I do talk about my journey about building a business, how I'm getting clients, how I'm learning in this, but also having great, amazing entrepreneurs like yourself on telling them, telling their story, allowing me to be the storyteller mm-hmm. that I've always wanted to be or the writer, if you will, because we did speak about it a little earlier about being, I right. wanting to be a writer. And this is my ability to do that. I'm, I'm telling, I'm sharing stories like in the olden days when the, you know, the, 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 um, what was it? The, 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 the town elder. Yeah, the town elder or the bard would a bard would come through the town and share stories about yeah. the, the rest of the world and that. So I, I, this for me is like passion 100%. And then with my other podcasts and my other podcasts, they all have different meanings of why I did it. So I love how you are looking to help people share that other people have had these problems. You're not alone, which is something I think people forget because I'm reading right now uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh-huh. Which, and funny enough, I just finished yesterday. I haven't read it today, but I finished yesterday a part about forgetting what everybody else fucking thinks about. Right. It's all about you. Like, be selfish for a bit. Care, take care of the inside because other people's opinion don't matter because they're worried about themselves just as right. much as you are. Yeah, we think that other people are going to talk about us or care what we're doing, and they really don't unless it affects them, mm-hmm. which is why when I work with people as a – you know, on a, a coaching basis, I'm not crazy about the word coaching, but it's what people accept as what I, I like do. Consultant, life consultant. Consultant to me is a little different than coaching, but still, whatever. <laughs> um, but but why somebody would hire a coach versus just talking about this stuff with their friends? And the reason is because your friends, thank God for them. I wouldn't have made it to my through this point in my life without mine. But a lot of times when you start trying to work through your stuff, it makes them look at theirs and that's uncomfortable. So they don't want you to change because then they have to look at their own stuff and maybe they would have to change too and they're not ready or they don't want to. And so that's the only place where I say, okay, well, yeah, sometimes people do care because they don't want you to change your friends and your family. A lot of times when you're wanting to upgrade yourself, they'll attack you because it it's uncomfortable for them to see you grow. Yeah, I, I've noticed that um, in my life, both my personal and professional life, um, working a nine to five, I'm not doing this as my side hustle, the nine to five, because I'm interviewing so many influential people in different industries and getting their mess and stealing their knowledge mm-hmm. uh, by asking them questions my mind is thinking differently and i'm looking at ways to be more efficient and more like time saving at my day job and they're like no and it's like but this like <sighs> let me like just listen to this and you'll see like how much right it's, it doesn't it's weird and then with family and friends as well coming up with like let's do this let's try and figure out a way to be business savvy let's start something and they're yeah. like no. Or they're like, no, that's that's outside my comfort zone. I don't want to risk that. So yeah, I, under, I understand that. And having a coach or having at least like-minded people who are on that adventure right. is so necessary. Well, right. And because your show is for entrepreneurs, I'll add this, that it is so, so important. I think one of the most important things as an entrepreneur you can do is have that peer strategy group around you. Those people who can help you celebrate with you and help you through the challenging times because they know what it's like. And if you're not, 
your family, you don't come from a family of entrepreneurs or you're not married, your partner's not an entrepreneur. It's so difficult to share, especially the challenges because they're like, well, you should probably quit and get a job. Yeah. No. No, it's, 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 and you do deal with manifestation, which is something I'm slowly mm-hmm. getting into. And I read something because I'm reading, I just finished Thinking Grow Rich my first through, first time through. And really? Some, wow. Okay. Yeah. I awesome. had it for such a long time, both the ebook and the physical book, but it was like, oh yeah, this is a good book. I read somewhere that like the multiple of times that I wanted to jump into entrepreneurship and just wasn't ready to take that risk. You know, I was just yeah. still too nervous until I had my burnout. I was like, I'm done. I'm doing it. What do I have to read? This book? Okay, good. And reading through it, and it, there is a point where it says the universe will challenge you to see if you're actually ready for it. And once you've proven that, yes, I can, even if I have to suffer, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way to get that, like pay my rent, pay my bills and prove that I can do it. Then the, the universe is like, okay, click open. And like everything just starts flooding through. And you're yeah. like, where was this like five weeks ago? You know, why did I have to go yeah. through this struggle? But it's, it's part of the journey. Like you, you yeah. can't, can't get by it because it just makes you more resilient. Exactly. And since you mentioned Napoleon Hill, he has another book. So I read Think and Grow Rich many years ago when I first started my entrepreneurial journey. He has one, he he has a book called Outwitting the Devil. I just read that a couple of months ago and it is astonishing how relevant that book was. I think it was 1938, maybe released how relevant it is to today and what is going on in our world today. Ooh, I, I definitely want, I, mean, I just wrote it down because I was like, oh, I didn't write down the time stamp, but I'm good. Yeah, outwitting, outwitting the devil. Ooh, that's, well, that jumps right to the last question, but we're going to hold off on that. We're not ready for that question. Okay. So many more questions. And, um, if you had the chance, because obviously you give this advice probably all the time with people who are either starting entrepreneurial things or trying to change your life. What is a piece of advice you have for someone starting their journey, like deciding, like, let's say I hire you. I'm like, Lori, Zen Lori, how am I, what should I do to start my journey? Like, where do I start? What is a piece of advice that you should, you would give me? It all starts with clarity, getting clarity. What is it that you really want? What is it that you want? Not what people around you want for you. What is it that you want? And the way you get that is by getting quiet and listening to that voice that's inside you. Now, I love to use meditation to do that. And I create meditations and I create custom meditations. And in fact, my my podcast has the episodes. And then after every episode, there's a bonus episode of an eight to 10 minute meditation. So there are a whole bunch of meditations there too. So, but it's about getting quiet quieting your mind and going internal so that you can remain calm and grounded no matter what's going on around you. Cause there's going to be a lot of chaos as an entrepreneur. There just is, it comes with it. Um, but getting into that space where you can even hear that inner voice, what I call your inner truth, because we all have what is true for me may not be true for you. And I'm not arguing over facts here. I'm arguing over what is 
your truth? What is the thing that that drives you? Your 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 motivation, your joie yeah. de vivre, your your reason of being in essence. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so the only way that you can hear that voice is if you do get quiet and still. And there's a whole bunch of stuff we can go into in terms of meditation. I believe, you know, there's not just one way to do it. And, and also, you know, maybe for some people it's journaling, maybe for some people it's going hiking in the woods, but without your headset, you know, in quiet, but whatever it is that allows you to connect to yourself and what, if you want to call it your higher power, the universe, God, whatever it is to connect to that channel so that you can hear what's happening, what the messages that are being downloaded, basically. I love it. Um, one of the things, the reason why I love manifestation so much is because as you study it, you start to see the patterns and the things start coming towards you. Um, I, I just got off a phone, uh, off an, uh, a business call with uh, someone in Denver, Colorado, who is big into the manifestation, big into the visualization and mm-hmm. we're working together and he hosts uh, a clubhouse every Tuesday and Thursday talking about business growth and that and we're going to be working together maybe making that into a podcast as well because there's so much knowledge like i've been in his groups and i'm like we're losing so much because you have to be here so i i'm doing that and then having you come into my the manifestation i have a few other people who talk about manifestation on this series and it's like yeah manifestation does happen because you bring the people that you want to your podcast yes for sure it's uh, it has to do with your intention, putting your intention out in the world, and watching it come back to you. And just real quickly, that is, there's a lot of a lot of people think this is like a spiritually, I don't like the term woo woo, whatever it is, but there is also a lot of science and research behind this. It's quantum physics. It's biochemistry in your brain, the way these things work that we're talking about, manifesting and visualizing, there's actually science and research, which is really cool. Yeah. Before when they, the first talking of this, before the sciences had caught up, it's it, it, magic. It, science is just magic, but we just put a name to it. Explained. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just magic explained. And so like once you learn the, 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 the science or the magic, the actual facts behind a trick if you're like a magician you're there's a little bit of a disappointment but with this it's like no i now know that it can work because look there's actual scientific proof yeah. to it and i would like i watched the secret many years ago mm-hmm. like, first i read the book and then watched the uh, the movie yeah like, oh and i was like okay this can work and after like like a few weeks i didn't see anything and i was like ah oh, this is fully this doesn't work and this and that and <laughs> recently just rewatched it and started noticing clicks and like watching different things related to manifestation. And I was like, wait, that happened in my life. And I, and I journal now. Yeah. And as I'm journaling, I start remembering things that I asked for in the past. Thanks to Facebook, like Facebook memories is yes, amazing because right. it allows you to see where you were that visual. Cause mm-hmm. if you didn't do the journaling, if you didn't do the vision boards that, that help you with the manifestation, you can actually see like, I am running my own business. Oh my God, yeah. I did it. It's just, there's no time frame. Like time is a human construct and the universe right. can come up with it. So if you say, I'm going to be this by this age and you're not, it doesn't matter because like it could be the next year. So right. I, 
I love that. I love that um, being getting down to the clear message of why and manifesting it. Um, we are coming up to the end. Um, unfortunately, uh, it's always a pity, but it happens with podcasts. You know, you can't go for 90 minutes all the time or else your, your audience doesn't like it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would like to know, as we mentioned, you had the book, The uh, Outwit the Devil. Um, is there another book that you would suggest for entrepreneurs, either at the beginning of their journey, in the middle um, of their journey, or anywhere else in their journey that they should pick up and read because it, it, it can help them? There, you know, from a practical standpoint, I think anybody, regardless of what you're selling, needs to have a firm foundation in marketing. And so one of my best marketing mentors has been Dan Kennedy. And so Dan Kennedy has a plethora of books, but the, um, the ultimate sales letter, the ultimate marketing plan, those are some basics. Uh, yeah, just um, just else? books by Dan Dan, Dan. Dan Kennedy has a lot of books. Yeah, um, and yeah, I mean, just overall, getting a, a, a strong foundation in marketing, whether you consider yourself a marketer or not. If you are running your own business, you are a marketer. It's true. You have to market. It's uh, marketing is probably the skill that can translate to all parts of your life. Exactly. Uh, I'm not going to touch on what other parts it can. You have to listen to a bonus episode. Maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Laurie, I'm going to jump off the screen here. I'm going to give you a chance. You have up to five minutes. It's my thank you to you. Let my audience know where they can find you, how they can listen to your podcast, anything you want. If you have anything you want to let them know that if they reach out to you, they can get uh, something free or any offer like that. So the time is yours. Uh, go ahead. All right. Thank you. So the best well there are several ways you can reach me so my website is zenrabbit.com and uh, i'm on active on linkedin so find me on linkedin facebook instagram the podcast again is called fine is a four-letter word that's available wherever you listen to podcasts and what else oh so we were talking about meditations and yes, you can find meditations as bonus episodes to my podcast, but I also have a very special one that you can access. If you go to customizedmeditation.com, you can get a free six-minute gratitude meditation that you can download there. And uh, that is a really powerful. I create customized meditations for people, but this is the, um, the non-customized version that will help you manifest whatever it is you want to bring into your life. Awesome. I love that. And I also, as you were up on the front of the screen, I started noticing that you have a vision board in the back. I do. And it's like full of stuff. And I see the like the big check and I'm like, that I had something like that when I was younger. I should have continued it. But uh, Zen Master and Lori, I want to thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you for sharing your story, sharing your podcast, and your advice to my listeners. Um, make sure you check out all the links down below. Get that uh, free six-minute manifestation at customizemeditation.com. Uh, as she was talking about it, I downloaded it because that's what I do when I'm off the screen. I usually get this freebies. Excellent. Um, not beforehand because I, I, I like hearing it being sold. Um, 
I want to thank you again for sharing. Uh, the links of everything will be in the show notes down below, ladies and gentlemen and listeners. I thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for listening. Lori, you are an amazing guest. I'm looking forward to having you back on the podcast in the future and possibly on my other podcasts as well. Um, everybody, remember, take a moment to breathe and listen in and find your inner voice. And remember to invest in yourself. <laughs>